there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a show about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. We have a great show in store for you today for several reasons. Um, the first is, and I will just get right into it, is that we have our first sponsor. And we'll yes. talk about them again later on. But our this show is sponsored by Mountain Maryland Mamas Podcast. And it's a podcast about Deep Creek Lake. And is it, I probably should have written it down, Garrett County? Garrett County, yes. Yeah. All right. And so the Garrett County art scene is very much like ours, except they're both nice. It's about life and culture at the lake. At the lake. The in the mountains, Yeah. So uh, I listened to it, and like I said, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Before we get to that, though, I want to do all of our socials and introductions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also have a drink that that is our backup sponsor, I guess. And today I, I'm drinking a corn uh, gin, which I've made into a martini before, which is not tasty. But <laughs> this is just a shot of corn gin, and I feel like if I have a shot every now and again, eventually the bottle will be empty. Um, yeah. It's it's super super sweet. I mean, it's corn, so it's it's not. Um, it's already a little bit sweeter, and it's a little syrupy, and it's got an odd smell. And I think it's more like moonshine, but they you know they don't want to put corn whiskey on there, so they put corn gin. Yeah, um, I don't know what the difference is, honestly. I, I just think it's great that you're drinking out of a shot glass, and you're still sipping it, so it's yeah. not like you're just throwing them back like you're in indiana jones or you know or something like that but well what's interesting about that and it it happened to me this uh this weekend we were away for thanksgiving and we'll also talk about that later but um sometimes we have shots of irish whiskey but it's also sippable irish whiskey so late into the evening at one point we we discovered that some of us were doing shots and some of us were sipping and (laughs) They're like, you know, what are you doing? You're getting too far ahead. And I'm like, well, you're getting too far behind. Yeah. Um, but I actually, you know, the 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 two of us who were doing the shots were like, okay, well, let's, you know, we got nothing to prove. We could sit here and sip it. And sure. if it's a good enough whiskey, you can do either. And you know how much you're having. You're having an ounce and a half. Yes. Um, and you. I am brought uh, to us again this week by Bullet Bourbon, uh, a nice big cube in there. And it's the house bourbon. And I decided uh, just this past week, and I don't know why this just occurred to me, but we have the wood parlor. I, I really enjoy bourbon. I've, I've pretty much gotten off the beer. Uh, I should have a bourbon collection. And what better place to have a bourbon collection than in our little wood parlor that we've built out back? That was a nice little COVID project. And so I'm going to start collecting bourbon. So expect you know, a variety of different things uh, maybe in, in future uh, future episodes, but I'm starting, <laughs> I've started out small. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I, I got the basics, uh, I got a, a, you know, bottle of maker's mark and then, and then Natalie got me a couple, a couple, uh, new bottles, but gotta make the whole, uh, presentation and set up and bar just right. But I'm, I'm, 
I don't know why I didn't think about it before. Like, well, it says too much about me, but I could never have something like that in my house. You know, like <laughs> I'm always like, how do people have wine cellars? Like, how do you not drink enough wine that you have to keep it in the cellar? Like, yeah. You know, I, I would so, need more than 365 bottles at a time to, <laughs> to have a stocked wine cellar. So, somebody, when I, when I, uh, put it out there on on social somebody made the comment it's like oh if you have uh you know two empty bottles you're an alcoholic if you have 20 full bottles you're a connoisseur so, i see yeah <laughs> like so maybe that's maybe that's the jumping off point um we also want to go through our socials if you want to find me socially and haven't yet for some reason you can find me at by Tony Russo on everything social and you can find my newsletter at abagelmanifesto.com Sure. And you can find us on Instagram at day drinking on Delmarva and we share drinks that we're day drinking. Uh, and if you'd like to share drinks with us that you are day drinking, you certainly can do that there. And then you can find me personally uh, at Todd the heart on Instagram uh, and Facebook. And this whole kitten caboodle is uh, under the umbrella of good, clean, fun life. Uh, and GCFL Productions. So you can find YouTube, Facebook, Instagram for Good Clean Fun Life. Very cool. And so now that we've got all this done, we're going to talk about one cool thing that happened to us because we live here or because we work here. And um, you go ahead and start because we're going to start off with the holidays and move our way back. Well, I feel like we've been, uh, we, 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 you know, we, we've been doing like a show every other week. So like, you know, it, it's just happened with the holidays and busy and, and how we've been. And I feel like I just spoke about this in terms of Halloween. It was two shows ago, but it also a month and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm pretty excited because uh, we have new neighbors next door, uh, the Simons, and they're a young family and they have two real, real small ones. And, but they're, they're into the holiday stuff. So like we did trick or treating and now they've, uh, they've posted up uh, a, a great light display on their front porch and twinkly lights and, and, and they like to go all out for this sort of thing. And it just brings more life to the street. And I think it is, uh, I think it's great. We do little things, but you know, it, it helps to kind of up the game. And, and then even some of the older neighbors on the street have also, uh, decided to participate a bit more, a bit more, uh, get a bit more involved. And, you know, I think that's, I, I remember being a kid and driving around and looking at, at houses. Like that was a pretty, uh, you know, formative event in, in my youth and looking at the lights and being in the car with my family and, and that sort of thing. And I know people aren't going to do that anymore, but still, having lights up on the street kind of, you know, makes me reminiscent of, of that. Well, people still do it and they do it on my block because we have a block that looks like Christmas threw up on it. Oh, nice. Um, all of, all of, all of us play, almost all of us play. And so, yeah, people come up and down our blocks. I mean, I don't do a big deal. I do my, I have houses because I'm a 70 year old woman. I have all <laughs> these little Christmas houses. I make a little Christmas city out front and put up some yep. twinkly lights but I don't go up on my roof or anything. Right. Uh, no, but lots of our neighbors do and they have, you know, blowy stuff. And uh, the one year, the guy across the street had a, a merry-go-round 
an inflatable merry-go-round that sang songs whenever it was on. And I don't yeah. miss that. I had nothing to do with whatever happened to it. I swear to Christ, honestly, <laughs> I would never do that. But the fact that something happened to it and they didn't put it up the second year, I didn't mind. I didn't complain. Right. I didn't say, hey, do you want me to buy you another one? I didn't do anything like that. So yeah, I don't yeah. miss it, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't a culprit on this. Wasn't involved. Here. You yeah. sound very, uh, very guilt free there. Yeah, no, I, I am guilt free. I would have, I would have told you about it the minute I did it. You know, I have, no, <laughs> I'm not ever going to get away with a crime. Um, <laughs> so this week, um, one of my cool things was I was in New Jersey for Thanksgiving and I got to go to the track um, and watch the horse races. And it's just, it's I do it once a year. It always takes me three or four races to remember how to bet on horses because yeah. it's just the once a year. But it's fun and it's fun to get out and. It uh, it's always either beautiful or exceptionally cold. And mm -hmm. this time it was exceptionally cold, which is not ideal um, because even though I'm vaccinated, it was like a hundred degrees of filthy Jersey um, sports book people right. or, or zero degrees of outside wind and, and, uh, and driving uh, and driving hail or whatever. And so there wasn't, it I felt like I'm never going, I, so I'm vaccinated and I, I hope to have a booster shot soon, but I'm never going to feel a hundred percent like in a place like that. I was just, it was just so hot and there were so many people and this was not, we weren't upstairs. We were, we were down where the poor kids play and where yeah. the, uh, where, where the people who gamble for a living kind of set up shop mm -hmm. and they bring like uh, coolers and things and they're like, okay, I'm here. It's either going to make the mortgage or this is my last meal. Right. You know? So uh, so that was interesting. Uh, we do want to mention uh, a couple things going on in Berlin that we talked about beforehand, only because we have friends involved and because we can make fun of them. Not the friends, the events. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so the first event, as uh, you pointed out, because I didn't know, it's no longer on my editorial calendar, and I am so glad of that, mm -hmm. is uh, the Berlin Christmas Parade is yes. Friday the third no no thursday thursday the second, the second. so yes. if i get this out tomorrow which i really hope oh no i always put this out on friday so it was yesterday and i'll tell you it was great I, yeah it was great it was todd and i disagree on this i think that the berlin christmas parade is always held on the coldest night of the year mm -hmm. uh, todd thinks that it is the uh is the christmas tree lighting the Christmas tree lighting, yeah. But I covered it for years. The, I never covered the Christmas tree lighting, but I always covered the uh, the the Berlin Christmas parade, and it was always just exceptionally cold. Yeah. Um, but everybody, like, they have, like, 100 entries or something like that, and everybody, they really like it. And I got to say, I like that they like it, even though I think there's yeah. nothing dumber than a parade on planet Earth. Well, I, and... and yeah, and you may be right about that, but for whatever reason, it is it, it's one of my first introductions to uh, Berlin in general. I re I remember <laughs> coming here for the first time for the parade when we were living in Ocean City, and uh, it so it, for whatever reason still holds a special place in my heart. Maybe that is the reason that it, my first introduction. Some people, lots of people like parades. They still go. I'm probably the only one who doesn't like parades, but I don't like them for like enough for like a hundred people. You know? Well, and, and it used to be 
Okay, Berlin has a lot of great events. Um, they have some okay events <laughs> thrown in there too. But they used to but, have no events. <laughs> but they used to have no events, and this was the one event. And in a town that kind of like closes down uh, back in those days, uh, it was the it was the spot where or the the time where you could get together with your friends. You could uh, you know catch up. Definitely. King's Pub, the old King's Pub, which hasn't been around for well more than a decade, maybe even two decades. No, it's so I went to the King's Pub when I was working in the hotel business. It wasn't there when I got to the Bayside Gazette, and that was 2006. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it may have been the bank by then, and I think it changed hands first. So that's a long time ago. I believe that was uh, G. Williams's family owned that. Yes. Yes. Mayor, is he still mayor? Nope, not mayor anymore. Oh, wait, oh. no, nope, he's not mayor anymore. Who's the mayor? That for I forgot to ask. I knew that Zach, there was a contested election. What? Uh, Zach Tindall is the mayor. Oh, how exciting. Um, our, our friend Bill Todd uh, came in third, I think, in the field of, I don't know, several. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, you got to give it to him for having the courage to run. But weren't people saying to him, you're Bill Todd, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably, uh, you know, the, the, the hill that he had to climb for. Yeah. That. He's but like, well, I'm not 14 anymore. They're like, yeah, but you weren't great when you were very not great when you were 14. So, <laughs> well, so the Berlin parade was the like original OG, uh, Berlin event. And it was, it was a, a good drinking time. It was a good getting together time. And even when we moved here and had little kids, I remember feeling like an adult, um, you know, taking the kids up and having them distracted by lights and yeah. uh, and noises while being able to have a beer in front of the hotel or, or whatever it was. And that was that was that was pretty enjoyable. Now anymore, I just walk down to the end of the street and always joke that I'm going to spike the church's hot chocolate with uh, with bourbon um as they're giving it away for free but never do so that's that's pretty much how it goes for me i have i think we all have the the burned uh hot chocolate experience in our in our past you know you you burn your tongue on it immediately and it's always weak those are the two things i know about free hot chocolate it's too hot and then once you get taste back in your tongue you realize it's like brown water with chocolate sneezed at it or something like that yeah yeah, like waft over it. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, yeah. it's barely, barely. And, and it, so it, here, I'm going to sound like Tony Russo for a second. <laughs> the, the other thing is then Friday morning, you go up to, you know, walk to the bank or take your take your dog around the block and there's chocolate stains all over the place. And, yeah. you know, it's it's like, <laughs> these these shaking my fish, these kids in their parades, these nighttime parades. The other thing that I want to just quick shout out, which is coming up in the future, given that I am going to put this out on Friday morning, um, it is called the Berlin. No, it's called the Holiday Market in Berlin or maybe the Berlin Holiday Market. I didn't really do the kind of research that a person needs to do. It's in Berlin. My guess is that if you get there at about one o'clock, you'll either be at the beginning or the end. Um, (laughs) But let's let's be let's be frank folks you're not going to count on me for dates and times but if it's something you're interested in you should look it up um our friend patty my friend patty our friend patty and one of your friends will be there um patty makes 
turned pens. Um, she, she uses a lathe. You know, we have several of them. They're really, really nice pens. They're called black dog pens and mm -hmm. she's doing other things as well. Um, and you, our friend is. Oh, uh, I believe the Berlin Sconer is going to be there. Uh, Ryan who makes scones and is now making like take home stuff for you to, uh, to be able to uh, make your own Berlin sconer scones at, at the house simple recipes that's good i don't want to yeah. make fun of him i was gonna say isn't scones just flour and butter but i like literally like like here's a bag with flour and there's like a stain of butter on the bottom where the grease is all leaking out <laughs> he's like yeah just give that a shake and throw it in the oven don't mind the yeah. smoke yeah throw some uh throw some blueberries in there and you got, <laughs> you got and you're scones. good to go how hard could it be <laughs> We did we did a video for it and 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 Ryan is uh a, just a fun and interesting uh guy. He has a real dry sense of humor. And you probably know this just in, in your work and sort of uh doing media stuff and talking, but like the ability to uh talk about what you are doing uh while you are doing it is is a pretty unique skill. You know, yeah. I I've I've filmed a lot of people. Natalie is a good example. She can talk about cooking while she's cooking and like have tangents about the ingredients or methodology or, or that sort of thing. It's, it's not, it, it's harder than you think. I, mm. I, I would say, uh, Ryan has just this great dry sense of humor. So, you know, like, like part of it is him going through and explaining, you know, how to, how, how to work the dough just right. So you don't overwork it and, and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, admittedly it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward and simple, but he's just got some great like zinger one-liners that, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that work their way in there and like effortlessly and are just my type of, my type of humor, but yeah. And so, and the video is on. So if you get the if you get the product and it's got a QR code and it's sort of like uh, the you oh, know, that's the help very the help cool. along. Yeah, that is super cool. It's not just something that's out there. Mm -hmm. It's for you know. It's for at least you have to be a customer at least once to learn how the scones get made. Yes, uh, that's that is that is really really cool. You know, as I'm looking forward to my big plans for uh, 2022. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, increasingly where I, where I see things going and also where, where I want to be, which is like, I'll make it, but if I'm not going to get paid for it, then I'm just going to put it someplace where if you pay for it, you can see it. And if you don't, then you can't. And right. that's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's okay because I don't need to make any more, you know, free stuff, you know, yeah, uh, except for this podcast, of course. Right. This oh. podcast which has been free for 10 years. Yeah. This is $20 a month. And and finally we got our, our first like uh sponsor. You know, yeah, first sponsor. Um I, I did want to I did want to talk about that because I, I had an email back and forth with the folks at Maryland Mountain Mamas. No, Mountain Maryland Mamas. Um the podcast we mentioned earlier and i got a chance to listen to it and i listened to the most re recent episode which is out today and they were just talking literally like i feel bad having this conversation because that's they're like okay this is where the arts fair is and this is where but you know they, and they had times and dates proper <laughs> oh, oh yeah no they had times they had dates they had people phoning in with uh yeah. with information 
Yeah. So uh, I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that they found us. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, the reason they found us is they were looking for podcasts about Deep Creek Lake. And we don't we don't we don't trend on Google very well. But if you look for podcasts that mention Deep Creek Lake, we're we must be on the first page. There you go. We did. We did a Deep Creek Lake show because I, I love Deep Creek. You're from you're not from there. You had a house there. We, we had we, we had a uh, we had a house there for many years. Like I, I grew up going to the mountains. Natalie grew up coming to the beach, and you know how that goes. So uh, we ended up. Yeah, you beach. lost, and you didn't even know it, and you don't even know it yet. Yeah, but uh, I, I wonder if um, I think it was last. Yeah, it was like fall. It was like August, end of August, twenty twenty. We actually made our first uh, voyage out of the area um you know during the pandemic i mean i, I guess we're always during the pandemic but yeah. we went up to deep creek and had little cabins and went up with some friends so i wonder if uh, talking about that um you know yeah popped up on the on the google radar or their radar well we had done a show where i talked about my uh my experience of an accident, Maryland. Yes. And that was, that was what, cause I also wrote a little thing about it cause it was fun. And like, I got just like, I got nothing right. I got like, none of She's like, the thing that you called this was really this, but she was complimentary about it. She wasn't being, you know, snarky, you know, right. She, right. She just or mentioned, she just mentioned that literally every business I ID'd, I ID'd with the wrong <laughs> name. <laughs> And, and a couple of businesses I'm like, and they sold cheese, I think, you know? So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I, it's, it's most likely to happen. And I, I trust you as being the, the pro professional in this, but man, if somebody ever went back and listened to the, it, it really pulled out some of the things that we've said over the, the past 10 years, first of all, probably none of it would be problematic. No, uh, for, fortunately, that's the one thing. Like people would say, "Wow, he's, yeah, he's even meaner. He's not even mean now. He used to be really mean." But I never <laughs> said anything that. Uh, right. I'm 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 bulletproof that way. I'm bulletproof that way. Right, but like some of the just stupid things that I've said, I'm sure just uh, like getting getting things wrong is uh, uh, I, that's what that's what keeps me up at night. Well. We're we're more context than information. Like like here's here's the backstory. If you want to know what's actually going on, you're screwed. But mm -hmm. if you want to know why it's going on, well, we can help you there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and we're I, more about raising questions than answering questions. And, and you know, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I wanted to say something now that I've now that I've said I'm not going to be mean. Um, the other reason I brought up Thanksgiving is a lot of people who are calling for, you know, mass mass vaccination are being um, compared to Nazis or a lot of times some people. Are, and I, I'm going to go ahead and take that comparison because I got home and I'm, and, and they're like, Oh no, that one wasn't vaccinated. Oh no, that one. I'm like, you should have to wear something on you that says I'm not vaccinated. Like, mm. Because I always bring it up. I'm, I'm always like, you know, yes, I, I'll come over. I'm vaccinated whenever I have to do a thing. I always mention that I'm vaccinated just to put them at ease. And so right. it occurs to me now that if someone doesn't tell you they're vaccinated, they're probably not. They're, they're likely not. Yeah. 
And that's it, that's just not fair. I mean, if you're if you're proud of your decision to not get chipped or whatever you think is going to happen to you, then you know, then own that decision and walk around saying I'm not vaccinated, so I can stay the fuck away from you. Because right. now I just have to spend the next two weeks every time I cough saying, "Is that it? Did I get it? Is that yeah. it? Did I get it?" You know, and uh, and it's gonna it's gonna get worse again this winter. And we're gonna say this for the next ten years. It's gonna get worse. There are twenty four letters in the Greek alphabet. So, <laughs> sure. well, and you, and you know what happens after we we get through all of those? Then we just start doubling up. Then it's like you know, alpha, alpha beta, beta, yeah, alpha, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny because, uh, talking about Thanksgiving, we had, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving here. It was just Natalie's, uh, parents and her sisters, uh, Valerie's family over. We did it outside in the wood parlor, inside, outside space, you know, and, uh, the, the next, the next morning I, I woke up and I didn't, I didn't feel so great. And I, I had a full on, well, I had a panic attack for what I would consider a, a, a panic attack because I'm a pretty uh, chill person. Like I, I like uh, that sounded like a weird brag, but I, uh, I, so was, I, my, I was, I was, my wife gets panic attacks. And I yes. said to her earlier, I said, when I say panic attack, I know it's not what you have. Right. But right. I know that you would pay money to have what I think is a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's what yeah. you're talking about. I was, I was, I was, uh, more worried than normal. Tweaky. Uh, I was tweaky. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I, I, I thought I might have COVID and, uh, or I was convinced I had COVID and, you know, and I just exposed my in-laws and, and all of this. And although I wasn't feeling, you know, great in the traditional, I, I still know what a hangover is. Yeah. But I had mixed a lot of things. And by Friday afternoon, I was, I was feeling, fine i did take uh we have an at-home test that i took uh, on friday morning um and just decided that i just needed a day to relax and yeah you know and and, and de-stress and not that i do anything that's stressful but uh yeah i i i think it was uh it was sort of i hilarious to me um just thinking about the fact that I was so worried and, uh, you know, and, and I was able to take a test and clear up those worries and felt much better, but, but man, that was a long 10 minutes of waiting for that, uh, that yeah, waiting for the test. It's crazy. I, I, I took one before I went to New York, um, the week before last and it was uncomfortable and I'm not going to do it again unless I absolutely have to, unless someone's making me, yeah. um, I'd rather just not go around people. That's that's the easiest way for me to do things. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention this week, and we'll kind of get ready to close out on this, is I finally have literally co- produced and uploaded and sent to all of the different podcasters, catchers, um, A Bagel Manifesto by Tony Russo, which is my new podcast. Um, it'll be a weekly podcast. The trailer is out now. I... I hope that you can subscribe to it by the time you hear this. I know that sometimes it takes a couple of days to get up on Apple. Um, but if you look for it, I'll mention it every week. You know, you're you're going to see it. And my hope is to produce it probably every week. And it's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes, never, never longer than that. Or it's unlikely it'll be longer than that. And I'm just going to go through my bagel problem. It's, <laughs> 
So <laughs> I can't. And what is your bagel problem, Tony? So the shortest way I can tell it is that people can't tell the difference between stale and fresh bagels. And the reason is that people get their bagels toasted. And once you toast a bagel, you can't tell if it's fresh or not anymore. And as a result, people, there are places that will just sell stale bagels um, because everybody gets them toasted. I don't get mine toasted. And so I get stale bagels sometimes and it makes me bananas crazy and i think i said in the trailer manifesto crazy that's why it's called the manifesto i i actually think i said in the trailer something like i could tell you why but whenever i try to explain it to people i sound like a maniac so i'm just not gonna (laughs) but my hope is to put together all of the stories that explain why i think a bagel manifesto is important like how you know, we vote on culture as something, it's something, I don't even think it's something I believe. I, I, I think that's something that just is, you know, every mm-hmm. time we decide to, you know, watch something or not watch something, buy something or not, we're reinforcing that in the world. And when shitty things happen, you know, we're part of it. And a lot of times, you know, we're like, oh, we're not part of it. Yeah, you are. We, we, we are part of it. You know, when we, when we go on Facebook, we make Facebook the thing that people go on. And some people are, maniacs and they go on facebook too some people who we think are maniacs on facebook think that we're maniacs on facebook and maybe we're both right you know it's it's really hard you know the vaccination thing is such a good example and that's why i think it's kind of timely now it's like nothing could convince me to not get vaccinated just like nothing can convince some people to get vaccinated and Mm -hmm. they think that I'm nuts. And I think that they're nuts and we're, I don't know if we're both right or if we're both wrong, you know, and it's really easy to say, well, I know I'm going to be on the right side of history or, or whatever, but we don't know, know that we, we hope that we can all hope that, you know, but it feel like, and especially, you know, with the vaccination, you know, if we're on the wrong side of history and all our eyes start bleeding, you know, in 10 years, you know, people would be glad about that. And they'd be like, ha ha, I told you not to get that shot 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would feel horrible if people, if it just keeps getting worse and people just keep dying because they are afraid that their eyes might bleed in 10 years or whatever bananas thing they think is going on. Um, but I'm, ex- I'm sorry. So I'm excited about my bagel manifesto and that is out now. Um, you, you can subscribe to that at a bagel manifesto.com. Um, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes for this week on this show. And um, you can also subscribe to the newsletter that it goes with. So I do a newsletter every week. That's really just like, hi, this is what I'm thinking about. Um, and then I'm getting ready to do a paid kind of, uh, I think I'm going to use Patreon, but I'm going to do a paid uh, reporting thing next year where I do, you know, stories. I'm going to start with uh dragged into the light you know i'm going to mm-hmm. do some like an audio extras for that go along with my book um, i was just going to say we've gone 30 minutes and you haven't in and it's the first time you mentioned the book yes yes i i this is the only place i mentioned it though so that's kind of yeah that's I feel, no I, I yeah i feel like that everyone who listens to this either has it or has no interest in it by now you know it's right but who knows you know maybe maybe people will keep coming back and uh to listen to our old episodes so anyway I'm going to do audio extras for the book. And then I'm going to, my, my plan is to do live updates for the next book that I'm working on. So I'm going to do another cult book and I have most of my notes together for that. And 
I'll do the updates as I'm writing the book and then the book will come out and then I'm going to keep doing that and, uh, and see if anybody thinks that that's worth paying for. I think it's worth paying for. I think there'll be some good things. And also uh, some stories. The other thing is when you're a freelance writer, you spend a lot of time pitching stories, you know, and, you know, I, I would like to do this story and they're like, all right, well, we'll give you $75 or they're like, no, we, we won't pay you for that story at all. You know, yeah. we don't want it. So I'll just make the stories I want to make and I'll put them there. And if people want to read them, then they can. And if they don't want to read them, then that's fine. At least I got to tell them and I did what I wanted to do. And they, you know, I have so many pitches that it's like after a while, you're like, well, I just all have have all of these pitches and none of them are going anywhere. I could right. literally never leave my house again. And, you know, actually Thank not you. even had access to the Internet. If I could just download my notes, like I have everything I need for my next four books, except yeah. someone to pay me to write them. And so I'm going to ask all of my friends to pay me to write them and see what they have to say about that. Yeah. Or people who yeah. are interested, like I said, the cult people, you know, are interested in, in that kind of thing. And the next cult story is going to be going to be kind of compelling as well. So um, I look forward to that. And, you know, more on that each week until I actually do it. But uh, I have to say it each week. Otherwise, I, I let things go by the side. The audio book should be out in January, by the way. Oh, good. Um, I just I'm just about just about done with it. I thought I might finish it today, but I sh there's no reason it won't be done on Monday. So the next time we talk, I'll tell you that I'll be, you know, uh, mastering the, the recordings and uh, getting ready to send them out to the uh, old publisher which is exciting. Um, sometimes I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, this is a messed up story. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't believe this happened. Wait, I know I should I do a story about, about this. this. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and so that is all I have for this week. We are kind of up against it. Do you have anything else before we go? Uh, I got nothing other than you are an inspiration and I need to do more things like you. <laughs> what talk and then not do anything. <laughs> Well, at least talk about like talk about, you know, big projects and and, uh, you know, further telling the stories that you want to tell and that sort of thing. I got a little bit of that in me, but, you know, just no motivation right now. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, so for me, it's always been about a deadline. Mm -hmm. And what excites me about this Patreon project that I'm working on is that there will be a deadline like I said, this will be out next monday and oh. you're going to pay me to have it out by next monday it's going to be out like that mm. that's how i work best when someone's like well you don't get paid if you don't do this you know you know i'm yep. like all right well then i'll do it you know and that is it's comforting to me it's comforting to me to have a deadline and to and to have a readership if i know that yep. someone's going to look at it and i know that someone's going to pay for it that is, I mean, I always, I already want to tell the story. It's just choosing which story to tell has to do with who's willing to pay for it. And so now I've gotten rid of that. I, I hope to get rid of that. So I won't be waiting for someone to say, I'll pay you for it. I'll be making it. And then if no one pays me for it, at least it's made. And eventually someone will pay me for it. There's yeah. good stories. You know, yeah. I got all my kooky tea leaf stories and, um, yeah, I got a ton of stuff. I'm I'm excited about it. So uh, I, I like I said, I'll I'll plug that every week probably for a while, um, until I realize that I'll never get it done by January first, and then I'll have to take everything back. <laughs> I'm here to support you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So uh, you said you got nothing else. I got nothing. All right. Well, just remember, at the at, beach, it's two o'clock somewhere.
Eh, we'll work that's, on it. We got to We got to improve. It, I like that it. it's two o'clock somewhere, but it doesn't go with at the beach anymore. Well, yeah. I, how about this? Well, just remember wherever you are, it's two o'clock somewhere. It's two o'clock right there. Who knows? It's two o'clock. All right. Wherever you are, it's two o'clock. <laughs> See you, folks. <laughs> Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.